Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotion. My name is Israel. I've got the privilege of pastoring our Father's House Church Cape Town community and it is my privilege to encourage you on this Monday morning. We are continuing on this week with our Believer's Authority Devotion Series. I've really personally really enjoyed this devotion series and I think the messages from all the different pastors have been really stirring, encouraging and at times even a little bit challenging. So I really hope you've gotten as much out of it as I have. And today I have the honor of talking about one of my absolute favorite subjects. I've been 10 years in full-time ministry and as long as I've been in ministry, I've preached pretty much only on three subjects. It's either been Romans chapter eight, my favorite chapter in scripture, something about the Holy Spirit and connected with that, the concept of the Great Commission found in Matthew 28, Mark 16, and Luke chapter 24. The Great Commission is a piece of passage found in three different gospels that I am incredibly passionate about because they are Jesus's last words to humanity directly. Now, obviously his spirit is still speaking. He spoke to Paul. The Holy Spirit is constantly speaking to me and you if we would just listen to him. But Jesus's farewell words before departing for heaven was a piece of passage we've called the Great Commissioning. And I want us to just read that. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about the Great Commissioning. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20 says this. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, just to point out a few things from Matthew 28 before we continue on. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Go, therefore. Our sending out of the Great Commission is in response that Jesus has all authority. Now, the series is called The Believer's Authority. We have authority to go out sent by God because Jesus has been given all authority. Now, we can go out without any fear because if Jesus has all authority, how much authority does the devil have? It's a trick question, none, because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And in that authority, he sends me and you out to go into all the world. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Sometimes this passage is read on the individual level. Go make disciples of people. But the Great Commission is larger than individual disciple. The Great Commission puts an expectation that Christianity would eventually grow to the point where we become disciples of nations in their entirety. And that means that our outreach vision, empowered by the Holy Spirit, needs to go a little bit more large scale than just small scale. Now, the individual victories against darkness is still every single time an individual gets led to Christ, and we will never water that down. 
Salvation is the greatest gift God has ever given us, and it is our duty and our responsibility to go out. But I think there's something to be said that there was an expectation for us to eventually start discipling nations that puts the vision of the Great Commissioning just a little larger. Let's read off the second account of the Great Commissioning. So this is three separate accounts from three separate people in three separate Gospels on Jesus' last words. And so together we get the fuller picture of what was said in that moment. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. There is that individual. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it did not hurt them. But they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Look at this. Proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Again, our attention is is sent more large scale. In Mark chapter 16, it's even larger than just the concept of discipling individual nations now. Now it says creation. I think this concept of proclaiming the gospel to all of creation is something that's sometimes a little missing in church. For a good reason, though, it's very difficult to understand exactly what that practically looks like. In the New Testament, there is this theme that all of creation is in need of hearing the testimony of the works of Jesus. We see that in Romans chapter 8, where it says creation is groaning as in the pains of childbirth for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. The message translation says creation is joyfully anticipating the arrival of the sons and daughters of God. And so there know that by people becoming sons and daughters, that there is something that even the created world is longing for. Now we know that when Adam and Eve fell, that sickness and decay came into all of creation. And so there's something to be said there, but I just think it's worth pondering on and thinking a little bit. The next statement that's very interesting is Jesus's words here. And these signs will accompany those who believe. These signs will accompany those who believe. The declaration, the commissioning, the words given to us in the Great Commission to become disciples, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out demons, to trust God extravagantly, isn't something that we can outsource to a few on fire believers to pursue out in the world. We can't outsource our discipleship to pastors. We can't outsource our evangelism to people that's passionate about evangelists. The miraculous life that comes of the Great Commission, the expectation that we would lay our hands on the sick and see them recover, isn't an optional aspect of the Christian life. According to Mark chapter 16, it's supposed to be the normative sign that we follow Jesus is that these signs follow us. We don't pursue signs, we pursue his presence. We pursue him fully because we know that the signs and the works that God accomplishes reveals deeper who he is. But these signs are still supposed to follow each and every single one of us. And then finally, Luke chapter 24, verses 46 to 49. 
Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you, but stay and wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. The repentance and the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed to all nations. We are his witnesses. But what's the point here that he's making? Stay in Jerusalem until you have received power from on high. This is echoed again, written by the same author who wrote the Gospel of Luke, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in many days from now. The Great Commissioning... I sometimes call the vision and the mission statement of the church. It's the why we do what we do. Think about it this way. The disciples spent three years in ministry training, being discipled to function in the same ministry as Jesus did to do his acts. That's why Jesus says, greater works will follow these. Um, who believes in me is because there's an expectation that the same miracles that Jesus performed needs to become normative and accessible for the followers of Jesus to perform by his power. So the why we do church is because of the Great Commission. So the expectation that Jesus places on the disciples, though, is that we as a church would never pursue the vision and the mission of the church without the divine enablement and divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Power needs to come upon us. And so the disciples stayed in an atmosphere of prayer and worship until the Holy Spirit came on them, empowered them, and only then that they start to pursue these things. It's very interesting to me that in Acts chapter 1, we see a gathering of believers, but only in Acts chapter 2, we see the birth of the church. Because you see, that the gathering was never supposed to be legitimate outside of the presence of God. If churches try to do this thing called church outside of the divine enablement of the Holy Spirit, we're going to burn out. We're going to get tired. People are going to get hurt. But if churches will yield their vision and their mission to the divine enablement by the Spirit, then he will carry it. And that's the whole point of the Great Commission. It's in the name. We co-mission together. To co-mission means we mission together with someone. We have been sent out into the world with the Holy Spirit. So that the Holy Spirit, by his divine wisdom, by his divine power, will strengthen us, speak to us, guide us, and provide opportunity for us to share the good news of Jesus, repentance, and the forgiveness of sins, to all nations. And so I want to encourage you today, perhaps ask the Holy Spirit to give to you opportunities this week even to share the gospel with someone that needs to share it. All of us engage in our daily life with people that are seeking. And some people don't even know that the very thing they are seeking for is the presence of Jesus in their lives. But you do not have to worry. You don't have to worry what to say. The Holy Spirit will open your mouth 
and fill it if you will allow him to. And we say a quick prayer and ask for the Spirit to enable all of us. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for your divine enablement to come upon us. And I ask everyone listening right now, will your Spirit come upon us afresh, empower us afresh, convict us afresh, and commission us afresh? Father, will you give us opportunities to share with people, fellow people out of the world, the good news of Jesus? And Holy Spirit, will you always remind us to never try to do this thing alone, but always do it with you doing it with us, commissioning together to see heaven on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 